Baldy with Ubaldi Reports. With me, as always, is my co-host, Joe Bitts. Hey, Joe, how's it going? I'm good, John. How are you? I am doing really well. This is not my, fa- my favorite part of the podcast, but this is something I've always have a special place is we're getting close to Memorial Day. Yeah. And Memorial Day means different things to different people. And for our listeners, most of them are are probably veterans. But for those who are non-veterans, people need to understand Memorial Day is really not to thank veterans. It's to remember and commemorate all those veterans who gave the ultimate sacrifice by dying for this country and preserving the liberties that we have. Those who died in combat. Now, this month, we celebrated Armed Forces Day. That highlights the armed forces currently serving. Veterans Day highlights every veteran who currently served, is serving, and eventually will serve. But Memorial Day is always something special because it remembers those who died in the service of their country. So it's not about weekend sales, John? No, it's not about weekend sales. Did you really appreciate Memorial Day till after you served and had a few people maybe in your command or maybe a few people that you knew personally that was a victim or was a casualty from what we've been doing? Prior to 9-11, I always remembered Memorial Day as those who died in combat in the service of their country. Yeah. It really hit home to me the first time I flew into a combat zone. Now, I went into Afghanistan in 2002, and we flew by commercial air into Bahrain. Then we got on a military C-130. We did our little tour of the Middle East. Then we landed in Kandahar. We spent the night. Then we got on a C-17, and we flew into Bagram Air Base where we were going to be do our tour. On our trip from Kandahar to Bagram, were the remains of three American service personnel who died in a plane crash. They were the casualties of the war. And that's when they were literally three feet from me. Mm. That When you see those flag draped coffins, then it hits you. And then when I was in Iraq in 2005, we had, in my seven months there, we had 50 casualties. Marines, sailors, soldiers had died, gave the ultimate sacrifice. And I kept every one of their programs because we did, for our listeners, we did funeral services in country for them. And I kept every one of their programs because I wanted to to remember them, keep their name alive. Yeah, and I I, I feel the, the same way. I don't think I really maybe had an appreciation for Memorial Day. And until I, I even think it was a few years after I got injured, I just maybe didn't really hit for me until I just finally like realized like not only do I, I have had a few people close to me that were a casualty of this war, but there's also there's lingering effects as well because, you know, the suicide rate for military members are 22 a day. So we still have so a lot of lingering. And I just don't think it's maybe that the I guess we, we would call them civilians just need us don't understand maybe the significance behind it i always walk i always talk to a lot of people and they're like oh oh, did you ever serve and they're like no but my or i know my father or my brother and i just i don't think there's a lot of knowledge or maybe even appreciation for this day I would agree with you because when I got back from Afghanistan in 2012, I got released that December and I went a full year before I ran into anybody 
that serve. Now, because we have the all-volunteer service, we ended the draft in 1973. So what is that, over well over 40 years ago? Yeah. So if you've never been there, never been in the uniform, it's different. And everybody goes, thank you for your service. And I appreciate that. But we've gotten, we're so far removed from military service. There's less than 1% of the population is ser- has served their country or is serving their country. Yeah. And like in the halls of Congress, I think it's less than 20%. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, you know, you're right on that. It's just a very few and far between, uh, especially even like veterans of the current Iraq and Afghanistan. Here's something interesting is I've thought about this a little while ago. Every war America has fought in, all the way from the revolution to World War II, there was a sole, a military personnel who eventually became president who served in every one of those conflicts. After World War II, we had the Korean War, Vietnam War, and we'll have to see what the Iraq and Afghan War. But for Korea and Vietnam, not one sole military personnel who served in those conflicts ever became president. So now we do have some military personnel who had served in in the military in Iraq and Afghanistan. There's Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas. You have Senator Tammy Duckworth of Democrat from Illinois. She served. You have some congressional members had served. But we'll be interesting to see if any of them are elevated or somebody else emerges to run for president who served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, I know this is like a Memorial Day episode, but I think that's the leadership we this country needs right now. It doesn't need a bunch of quote unquote politicians. It needs like a leadership to move us in a better direction. Not even the right direction, just a better direction. Well, it's interesting you say that because President Eisenhower in the te- the waning days of his administration, he was very leery and concerned that someday there would be a president that had no really connection to the military. And it's ironic that everybody thinks generals are so eager to go into war. They're the last person that won a conflict where it's elected officials who seem to be misunderstand that when you send troops into combat, somebody's not coming back. And these are men and women whose lives you have in the palm of their hand. And I just think getting back to Memorial Day, it's a solemn remembrance of those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Some of the Marines and soldiers and sailors that who died in combat in Iraq, there are a few of them were only 18 years old. Yeah. Think about that. 18 years old, and they gave the ultimate sacrifice for their country. And even those who lied about their age to get to serve as well. You go back to World War II, a lot of them lied. There was even, I can't think of his name. I keep seeing it on some of the veteran groups. There was actually, a 14, I think, a 14 or 15-year-old Marine who died in Vietnam because he lied about, he was just looked older, so he lied about his age. To go. So maybe like history wise, how did Memorial Day come about? That's a good question. I would have to go back. It really was a went back to the first starting in Civil War. It evolved over time. Hmm. I would have to really go back and look at the history of Memorial Day. But I think the reason they chose Memorial Day at the end of May, because that's when all the flowers are blooming mm-hmm. or beginning to bloom. And then it just became, I, I believe it was, now don't quote me on this. I think it was President Eisenhower made it an official date that 
the last Monday of the month would be of May would signify Memorial Day to commemorate the, all those men and women who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. And from your, what is Memorial Day for you? Or what does it mean? What does it mean? To- it just means to, to remember these people. We're so, we're, we're so worried about what's going on in our own lives. Or like, mm-hmm. here's an example. Nothing to take away from him. But when Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash, there was mountains of media coverage. Then the year anniversary. Then when he got elected to the Hall of Fame, the, I think his wife gave the, his speech mm-hmm. that he would have given. But how many of us remember when a soldier dies in combat? It just becomes a passing fad or a passing story on the news. And yeah, then it- their names are forgotten. I don't ever want to have those names forgotten. I had a friend of mine that was killed in Iraq. I don't want his name ever to be not forgotten. And we have other things to com- and we have other things to commemorate those veterans that you no know, gave their life. You no, know, we have the the wall in Vietnam. I do believe that there is a World War II monument as well as Korean. Korea, there's World War II monument on the Capitol Mall. There's Vietnam. I mean, there's we remember them, but do we actually remember them too often it's we're reflecting on like you said at the beginning the sales the the you go get a used car the all these different memorial day sales that's not really remembering those who gave the ultimate sacrifice now my older brother he served in the navy and he was in grenada and he was in uh, lebanon when the marines were sent there by president reagan now my older brother didn't die in combat, but he's buried at a national military cemetery outside of Sacramento. So every Memorial Day, I think of my older brother. Yeah. And I remember I, I don't live near Sacramento anymore. So the people at the, the, the caretakers sent me a picture with an American flag that gets placed there every Memorial Day, every 4th of July, every Veterans Day. And he loved the Navy. He was very proud that he served, and I know that is something that he wanted to be buried, but I remember that my older brother is laid to rest in a military cemetery. Yeah, it's even like things like our family members that have served are what inspired, say, you or I to also join the military and serve our country. Oh, exactly, because my father served in World War II, but he served on the other side. He served in the Italian Navy. And I asked him, he goes, why did you serve? I served for my country. Yeah. Whatever people think about what happened in World War II, he served his country. But when he came here, he immigrated to America, and America embraced somebody that fought against America. And he went back to Italy about 23 years later after coming to America, and he went back to his hometown. And he was astonished at what he saw. He saw running water. He saw electricity, all the things that he didn't have. Mm -hmm. And that was because of America and the Marshall Plan. And he just remembers that. His aunt, who never came to America, was a staunch supporter of America Mm -hmm. because she said, look what America did. She, they rebuilt Western Europe. They rebuilt many of the Asian economies. And she was a fervent anti-communist because she goes, look what Russia did to Eastern Europe at the same time compared to what America did to Western Europe. Far different. And she knows that America is the one that keeps freedom 
alive, keeps that torch moving. And all those service personnel who gave the ultimate sacrifice gave us that opportunity to have the freedom that we enjoy. So we can say the most outlandish, most reprehensible thing, because that's the freedom of speech that these veterans died for. So what do you think we can do or what, how can, what can America do to be a little bit more, I would say, grateful for this day? They can just remember it at three o'clock in the afternoon on Memorial Day. It's a moment of silence. That's a start. Okay. They can just truly teach their kids what Memorial Day means. They can, when they get to go out and have fun, remember there's those 18-year-old kids that died in Iraq who made sure that we can do that. Or how many? what about those soldiers? Many of them were 18, 19 years old who stormed Omaha and Utah Beach during World War II. Or what about the flag raisers on Iwo Jima? Then you got all those who protected the freedoms after that in Korea and Vietnam. Just remember to thank a veteran. Maybe stop at the American Legion or VFW Hall and thank a veteran for serving their country, even though this is about remembering them Mm -hmm. who gave the ultimate sacrifice. But teach them. Teach. And this is what America needs to do is teach our history. We look at the dark part of American history, but let's show us at this day the positive parts of American history. We have to put it in light somewhere when you were talking about Omaha and there was like these young guys joined the military, put on a different put it put into a different country on a different continent. And their thing was to see there's that beach. We got to take it. Let's go. And without thinking or without hesitation, they knew that if they didn't stop what was ever the progress coming out of there is that it could affect their country back at home. And they were not only willing, but just right on board to dying for their country without hesitation. They gave up something or they fought for something greater than themselves. Now, I joined the military because I wanted to get money for college. But the other reason I joined, the main reason, I wanted to serve my country. America is not perfect. There's no perfect country out there. We have a lot of problems. Our history is very black, but it's also very positive. Think about, as an example, a friend of mine who is a charter school teacher in Arizona. His father fought in the Battle of the Bulge, but his father also fought through into Germany and was part of the American forces that liberated many of the concentration camps. And one of them was, I think was, if I pronounced it right, Beslin Burslin. He was part of the American forces that went into that concentration camp and saw the worst of humanity. But they, to those people, America were giants Hmm. because they liberated them from tyranny. That's the difference between an American service personnel and the Russians, the Chinese, or anybody else. We had conquered, my dad used to say this, America conquered the world, but gave it back. Didn't keep one piece of territory for themselves. That was unheard of. Are you familiar with, are there any other countries that have a, like a Memorial Day or a day of remembrance for their fallen? England does. You have Canada does. Most countries do have a remembrance services for those that died in combat. 
I think every server, every country does that, especially the major powers. They do. You know, so to me, Memorial Day is the same lines as you. It's just remembering those who gave their life. It's a, the ultimate sacrifice. And it's just, it's just something other people will not understand, even like their family members or even like their close friends is that they had a calling or just a, a pull to say, this is my country. This is what I'm willing to do for it. And at those times, the check was cashed. Uh, we always, you know, they always right. made mention that when you sign up for a service or when you be, join the military here in the United States, you're writing a blank check. And that could be up into your life. And there's, you know, many of us out there that are willing to do that for the greater good. And it's just those people that we need more of in this world. No, I would agree. We need to, we need more of those individuals, but we also need to teach that in our schools. We need to teach the history of America of these people. What was it like for Eugene Sledge, who wrote, what was that book called? He wrote a book about his experiences at the Battle of Peleliu, the mm -hmm. old breed. That was it, the old breed. He talked about his experience at Peleliu in Okinawa. What was it like? Yeah. What was it like to land on Iwo Jima when one out of every two was either wounded or killed? More than half of all the Congressional Medal of Honors that were awarded to Marines in World War II came at Iwo Jima. What was it like to go into the Chosun Reservoir campaign or Heartbreak Ridge or Porkchop Hill in Korea or Kaesan, Way City, or the Ashu Valley in Vietnam? What was it like? These are horrendous battles that I think a lot of Americans really have never heard of. Yeah. And I think we just need to sit back we're not glorifying war. We're the last person, and especially you, Joe. You were wounded in Iraq. War isn't fun. War isn't the Hollywood movies. Yeah, no, it isn't. And there's a, just that false, I guess, it's just a false assumption of what actually is like going on. It's not all guts and glory, but it's also not the bad side of it either and there's just for the listeners or, or people ever that listen to this episode a, a good thing is just to sit down and just talk or sit with a veteran and just get their idea or their view of what they've been through but also you probably won't come across a combat veteran who doesn't have uh, a buddy that was that has died from war and that is just kind of something to maybe talk to them about or even reflect because you get to see it from their point of view versus some kind of view that you make up. It's interesting. When I was a kid, like I said, my dad served in the Italian Navy during the war. And it's interesting on this note, I didn't know this until I did a little research. When Prince Philip, who just recently passed away a couple of months ago. Yeah. He fought in the same battle that my dad fought in, in the Battle of Cape Matapan, which was when Germany invaded Greece, the British did the evacuation. So the British Navy fought the Italian Navy. British Navy won, but my dad was in that battle. So we used, my dad never really talked about his military combat service, but he every now and then he would. He goes, combat is not guts and glory you're fighting for your fellow your friends your shipmates and he saw a lot of his shipmates killed or wounded and he made sure of us that he was imparting on us that war isn't 
the movies. This isn't John Wayne. This isn't Clint Eastwood. This is reality. People mm-hmm. go into combat. People, die. service personnel die. And he wanted us to understand that. Now, my mom had a, a connection to the death of a soldier. Her, I think the person she was originally going to marry before she met my dad was he was killed in the Korean War. He was in the latter part of the Korean War. He was killed. So for women, you never forget that first love. But she really she supported us in what we went, especially for me. I went to three combat tours more than my brothers did, but not to the grave that they served. My one brother was in the Gulf War. I was my older brother was in Lebanon and, and Grenada. But for me, I went back repeatedly and it was always nervous because she remembered her first love was killed. And at that time, you didn't get two military personnel coming up to visit you. You got a letter in the mail or, you know, Western Union at the time. So it's different. And you may want to talk to a veteran and just get their experience. Yeah. You know, and so what do you, how would you like to, what do you want to do to close? I would just say this, as we end this show, this podcast will come out a few days before Memorial Day is really, truly understand what Memorial Day is and teach your children that it's not a holiday to go to the beach or the fireworks or the barbecue. You can do all those things, but remember first that somebody's family doesn't have a loved one today. Like my friend was killed a few days before Memorial Day. So as her, as his family, they're going to remember they lost a son and they lost a brother who's mm-hmm. no longer coming home. And I still remember that was over 15 years ago. So I would just tell our listeners, truly remember what this holiday is for. And that, we just want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and uh, just kind of listening to our views on what uh, Memorial Day means to us. And with that being said, just everybody have, rem- have take some time during this holiday to just reflect on all the men and women that gave their life, that sacrificed so that you could have this this day off, how you could have this barbecue, this, you could have this time spending with your family because this came at the cost of someone's life. And we just want you, know, you guys to kind of consider that and take that in as you spend that time. Good point. And then think about all the freedoms we enjoy is because some veteran gave the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. Well, with that being said, everybody will have a great, have a good time off and just keep some soldiers and the men and women that fought for this country in your thoughts and prayers. So with that being said, everybody have a good day. Have a good day and keep remembering, keep listening to Evolving the Book.